was that? Taking it old school, right? Gonna make it. Joe should have told him. Joe tried to tell him. <laughs> Man, I wish we did be getting fucking uh, copyright strike. Cause I see with Joe, uh, he played music on his pod on Patreon. I guess it's I guess it's different on that shit. I guess it's different, like. Yeah, I guess they had like an agreement with like Spotify or like the labels or something. Maybe. Yeah. Because neither one of us wants to be the first to say goodbye. <laughs> that man Joe fired him live on the podcast <laughs> with the Vince McMahon. Gladys Knight? Yes, sir. Gladys Knight in the Pips. Yeah. I got a little bit of room, right? It's a movie, right? Yeah. This, this one for Joe. <laughs> you know what it is? You know what it is? This is going to hit you. Sound familiar. With the chorus job, you go know. though. You know, this is uh, episode 18. Episode 18. Why? Did I mouse on? They said usually pies don't last longer than 20 uh, episodes. Uh, listen, listen, listen. On my own. So many promises never should be spoken. Oh, 
That's that white dude. Mike, um, Michael McDonald? Nah. Uh, no, no one loving you call I mean, you got the phone. Michael McDonald. Michael McDonald. <laughs> you know, uh, once again, everything is digital nowadays. You know, back in the day, they had to pretty much record until they stayed on pitch. They didn't have auto tune back in the day. Bro, that talent, bro. That's talent. Shit, I mean, thinking like Whitney Hill, even before Whitney, thinking like Billy Holiday, Ella Fitzgerald, all of them. That shit was time consuming. Mm-hmm. Bro, that's like hell, but even like 20, 30 years ago, Brandy. But Brandy layers, that like Brandy. Brandy. <laughs> I need to, uh, what up? This wasn't how it was supposed to be. Let me see something. I wish that we could do it all again. So many times, no one could have told you. Losing you, it comes like a night. Okay, I was able to get in with the camera. Yeah, I got it. I don't want to live without you. You ain't said it. On my own. This wasn't how it was supposed to be. On my own. I wish that we could do it all again. On my own. I never dreamed I'd spend one night alone. Need to uh, make sure I got my camera on mute because it always interrupts us. I mean, my uh, audio, yeah. My beard no more. This shit getting fuller and fuller. It takes me about two years to get to where you can get to. Hello, West Side Story. Going up to 
different angles and shit because it's so good <laughs> go to uh portrait mode let me see Wanna take multiple, right? picture when I had my beard she was like can you grow that shit back out <laughs> and you ain't cut it since nah when we broke off I started growing back growing about but I cut it again but now I'm like bro I'm just keep it you know my shit used to be uh super patchy yeah then you start eating pussy more and it filled in the pussy juice you ever heard of you ever heard of minoxidil? Nah, what's that? It's kind of like, uh, it's actually uh, the cre- the, the main ingredient within Rogaine. Yeah, so, your hair go differently on your chin than your hair, so you just use it like three months or whatever to a year, and it just fills out. Okay. And you be using it? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's how Apache used to be. Yo, Carlos, man, you making that guitar? Oh, damn, man, that really done filled in. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> it works. Oh, y'all ain't heard that before. We got something new for you. Hey. 
Hey. Keep that flavor nice. Hey. Hey. This shit ride. This shit ride. Either, bro. This shit is hard, bro. It, it bop for real, for real. Hey, man, it's still progressing. Working on this new title track for the RCC. Niggas don't know that I produce also, but I produce also. Singer, rapper, singer, rapper, writer, producer, artist, philanthropist. I'm going to just say it's all wrapped into an artist. I like making music. I like doing poetry. I like speaking my mind. I like living the way that I want to live. A renaissance man of some sort. I'm just me. Wrap it all up. You know what I'm saying? All right. Hey. Let's get into it. Yo. Hey. You die with RCC. Yeah, you know we. 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 Hey. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Real Curtis Collab. Hey, yo, I am your boy Marcus, aka Mr. Gasolina, aka I got that gas for the low because I know y'all ain't got gas. <laughs> <laughs> What's good, y'all? It's your boy Levert, aka Leverticus, aka Sweet Dick Willie, and we back again in the lab. Another week in the lab, man. How you doing? I'm doing. I'm doing good. I can't complain, man. I'm still here. I'm still surviving. I'm vaccinated. I'm ready to get out in these streets. Oh man, I got my second vaccine shot this week. How you feeling, bro? I, I, it's hard to say. I, I didn't feel the shot at all. I felt like, like you said, I felt like they, I felt like they gave me a placebo. That'd be fucked up. You think you fucking vaccinated and they give you a placebo? Bro, out here in the streets, just reckless as fuck, finagling and intermingling with everybody, and then like. Couple of days later, I have COVID again. Like, <laughs> nah, man. But like I was like, man, like I guess, bro. Like I guess I had a good nurse because, bro, when I said I did not feel that shot at all, like she, I guess she stuck me and she was like, all right, go recover. I was like, whoa, what the fuck? Damn, well, you lucky because it's um, four days to fucking recover in regards to I had fucking soreness and my energy was so low for those four days. Damn, and that was my second shot. Hey, man. I, like I said, shout out to my nurse. I appreciate you Do you even know her name? I don't even know her name Probably never see her again But damn She really did a nigga solid I definitely wanna Last week uh, Well last podcast Which is gonna be uploaded soon We shout out to all the nurses Cause this is nurses week Uh huh But I have um, Family members That was actually Teachers week Last week Oh it was teachers week too? Damn So I wanna shout out to all the teachers we love you, respect you. I feel like y'all need to be paid more because the type of shit y'all go through. You know what I'm saying? Dealing with kids in our seats. Like, we don't value y'all enough. And I definitely want to shout out to all of my teachers. Right. If COVID exposed that, like, we, we definitely don't pay teachers enough on top because really people, people only use school 
It's like child care. I don't know if it's really being used. School is just daycare. Yeah, he's like, I don't know if it's really being used for education. Like, it's just child care to people. Like, just yeah. you see your kids for eight, nine, ten hours a day because you don't, you can't take care, you can't take care of them. Exactly. And then parents, boy, y'all doing a piss poor job and they having all these Zoom meetings. You come in with your bonnet on, maybe your house coat, maybe you butt ass naked trying to tell your kid to get in front of the Zoom for his class. This is a lot of shit we went through this whole you, pandemic. You, you can't do the busted challenge in your child's classroom, your no, child's virtual classroom. <laughs> Speaking of fucking uh, Zoom, they had a fucking um, teacher, and it was a story, and they said that they actually had to get rid of her because she was actually sucking a topless dude's nipple on Zoom in oh. front of her kids. What? Her students. Hold on, what? Yes. <laughs> Hold on. Oh. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> you trying to find the what? I'm trying to find the what? Yeah, bro. She was sucking um, the nipple. I guess it was a boyfriend or whatever. I mean, like we all know that nipple play is underrated, but that's not where you have nipple play in front of the kids, guys. But I, I gotta imagine, like she probably a little like did she get put on like a sex offenders list or something? I don't think you want to go that far. I mean, bro. I mean that like she was literally performing a sexual act in front of children. That's like that's like the definition of some Pee Wee Herman shit. Now, would you be considered a sex offender if you just kiss somebody in front of your students in front of class like that? I, mean, I, I, mean, I think it's levels to it. I, I, it's definitely levels to it. But damn, my, like my uh, come on, man. How would you how would you feel as a parent if that's how your child learned about sex that way? Like, dad, I wouldn't what, be too daddy, happy. What is he doing? What What is she doing? Um, I, I learned it from teacher. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, come on, son or daughter. I mean, you didn't suck on a couple of nipples. You sucked on your mom's nipples, so it's not beyond. Oh them. man, oh <laughs> man, that's, that's, that's different. <laughs> I mean, you were breastfeeding, so it's like, what's the point? I think <laughs> nipples are very tame, especially like when I mean, you just seen a man's nipple. Now, if it was a woman's nipple, nah, I still wouldn't like. I put it in the same <laughs> round. I'm like, ain't nothing wrong with seeing some titties nowadays. Oh no, love the titties. Yeah, I love them titties. Yeah, I'm doing good, man. You're doing good. You're doing good. All I'm right. doing good. Um, what happened this week? Oh, gasoline. The gas shortage. The gas shortage. Well, I mean, you drive an electric, so you probably don't give. You probably give a fuck. Nah, I mean, it was funny. Like, um, and pr- pretty much that's probably gonna be my ain't shit of the week. The people who was pretty much uh, hoarding gasoline, hoarding gasoline in bags. Vast <laughs> containers, anything and everything, and it's like, yo, with me, I have a um, a Chevy Volt, so it's it's um, mostly electric, okay. and then it has like a a gas extender where I can get gas. So when that happened, um, I think it was broadcasted on Twitter first and saying like basically what we had a gas shortage, and the whole story is dealing with um, they had these people, Russian hackers, they call it ransomware, yeah. where you gotta pay a certain amount of money in order for them to let the gas go. They had a loss of a lot of gas. And then when I went to the gas station, the gas prices were so high. And I'm like, bro, this is a huge finesse. Bro, hold on. I think the most I paid was like $4. You driving premium or what? Nah. They didn't, have pre- they didn't, they didn't even have premium. I just paid $4 for regular gas. And I had to get it because my shit was about to be on E. But isn't that some bullshit? They heck up the prices because it was a shortage, though? I mean, that's American capitalism. The, the greed. The greed like, against You got to get it. Exactly. Exactly, like, and that's gasoline. Gasoline, we gonna have to pay for gasoline regardless until we fix our dependence on fossil fuels. But like gasoline, the price of gasoline, even if it's ten dollars, we gonna have to pay for it because we need fucking gasoline to get the what we fucking going because we're so dependent on it. So I would, I mean, 
I've been in um, electric vehicles for about three years. And I think it's like this. Just like when they have the saying, once you go black, you don't go back. <laughs> once you go EV, you're not going back or you don't want to go back. Cause, I'm, bruh, sure, I'm sure that's a better saying for it, though. <sighs> Fucking EV is a life. And the only reason I really got into EV because I had a friend. He had a um, Chevy Volt at first and I rode around his car. Mm-hmm. And I came to love it because I'm like, right. even when you have, like with my car. It's electric. It's a fucking electric. With my car, it only takes me about twenty dollars to fill up, and that gets me about like uh, two hundred fifty miles. What? Damn. Yeah, yeah. Um, so definitely go eat. And more often than none, um, I'm I usually usually charge uh, with the charging stations, and to charge up like that oh. would give me like sixty miles with the um, full charge. Okay. And I'm usually just driving in the city because that lasts about like a, a week or so. How long does it take you to get a full charge then? That usually takes with, uh, they call it level one and level two. And I think they got a level tr- three charger. Well, that's for the newer vehicles, like the Tesla and stuff like that. And Tesla is fully electric. Um, yeah. But when my car is partially electric. And that will only cost me $3 and like 75 cents. So it's like. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Like once what, what you go EV. Nah, I just. Fuck like, that shit. Bro, I just like, them, bro, like electric vehicles, them motherfuckers be quiet, man. That's I think yeah. I, I think that's what I like the most about them. Yeah, look, if you, guys like if you want to be Jody coming in through the back door, it's even <laughs> better when you got a car that is silent, silent. They'll never see you coming, and they'll never see you going. <laughs> so get you an EV. You don't have to worry about shit. Cause I know, like even my brother, he drives a. Uh, they call it a Mustang Roosh, Roush, or whatever. What you, like you got a Hellcat supercharger or, or some shit, and you can hear his ass that down the fucking street coming this way. Like they got that nigga sound like that nigga from Jeepers Creepers in that motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> speaking of Jeepers Creepers, that's one movie like that. What that traumatized my childhood. What you I mean? couldn't sleep for nights after watching Jeep, the first Jeepers Creepers. Oh, bro, I mean that's a classic. What what, what scared you about it, bro? <sighs> The fucking bro, at the time, like the gore and everything, like this motherfucker, fucking <laughs> monster. Even like the first, if you re- remember, like the first couple scenes, he was like dumping bodies and shit. Yeah, and I think the couple took off because they saw some shit. And they just took off. So, and he, yeah, and he and hawked them down. He, yeah, he hawked them down. It's like you, motherfucker, and yeah, that truck, right? And I bought the, the truck with the Hellcat. <laughs> Cause you know, usually monsters like you can get away. Like even with like the the Jason stories or like the Child's Play or whatever, you can run so far, and usually the person ends up tripping or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like the horror, classic horror movie shit. And it's like, but the the monster is actually walking towards you. So you like they'll probably never catch me, but they pretty much always end up <laughs> catching you. With Jeepers Creepers, it was totally different because he just hawked you down. Like I'm coming to get you, bitch. <laughs> like you got some body parts that I need and want. Nah, but nah, Jeepers Creepers. I think Jeepers Creepers and what. But Jeepers Creepers just scared me. Chucky was what scared me, bro. I didn't like Chucky either, man. Right, Chucky, that Chucky, that's what scared me when I was younger. But nah, Jeepers Creepers was like I thought it was good. The mythology was good behind it, at least. Yeah, and um, the mythology. But if you really look at it, the creepiest part is about toward the end. Um, the girl in within the story, and I don't remember her name or nothing, but she she was having premonitions. She was seeing the future of her friend getting taken. Yeah. And she, she told him, like, I don't know what it is, but I just see you. And you're just, like, posted up. And all I see is your eyes. Ties, yeah. Because I think at the end of the um, the song with Jeepers Creepers, like, Jeepers, Jeepers Creepers, where'd, where'd you get, get those peepers? Yep, yep. Where'd you get those eyes? And it was so creepy. And the, the end of the scene, you see his eyes come up because Jeepers Creepers took his eyes. Yeah. 
Nah, Jeepers Creepers is a good movie. One, two, and three. I didn't. I didn't see all of them. Oh, they. I, I seen parts. Um, yeah, you're right. The mythology was great because they come to the realization that he like pretty much takes people's body parts and he recycles them for his body. Yeah, and like he do it what like every every twenty three summers yeah, or something, something like that. Exactly. This thing is like the lotus or the plague or something. <sighs> Locust. Ridiculous. Nah, but nah. Back to the motherfuckers calling gasoline. Y'all are really the, the scourge of the earth. You just you are a menace to society. I'm not gonna say you deserve to die, but like. Man, something close to it, like it, it, it was like it was it was a toilet it was like the toilet paper shit from early in the pandemic exactly. all over again. Exactly the toilet paper shit, the Clorox, the Clorox wipes, the alcohol wipes, all that shit all over again. Even with the uh, the gas shortage, it just it just tells you how people really think. Man, it's like people are so selfish. So like, selfish. Let me get to it first before anybody and everybody get to it. But the thing is, they're not gonna take exactly what they need in that moment. They're gonna take. Everything and above and beyond, like they had fucking huge ass containers, and putting gas within these huge ass containers on mm-hmm. trailers and shit, so they can pretty much hoard all the shit. Exactly. That's why you know, like in, in movies, when like apocalyptic shit happen, mm-hmm. and like they think people said they put their differences aside for the better humanity, nope. that shit ain't gonna happen. My nope. nigga, we all fucking doomed because of people like that. Yeah, you know it's funny because even when I went to the gas station, they cut off all the cart readers. <laughs> So you yeah. had to go into the store. I had to go in the store in order to get gas. And Damn. then I, I thought about, I'm like, I understand because people probably been hoarding gas. So that instead of people probably getting like $200, $300 worth of gas, they're like, hey, bro, you can't get that much gas right now. <laughs> Everybody needs it. You know what I'm saying? Because even during the pandemic, people were hoarding like hand sanitizer Ex- and ha- paper towel. And it was selling on eBay for like hundreds of dollars bro, to get a lick. For paper, paper towels, toilet yeah. tissue, my nigga. Yeah. Like just wipe your ass with your hand, and even that, like <laughs> I'm, um, lying, I'm lying, I'm lying, I'm lying, I'm lying. I mean, you could. They got leaves and shit out here. That's some exactly. Like, you out in the wilderness, you, <laughs> and you got to fucking take a dump or whatever. You got to use a leaf or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Oh man! But even with that, it's like um, I was thinking, like they had a gas shortage, right? Yeah. I was like, bro, gas shortage ain't nothing. But if they had a dick shortage, I know I got a shelter in place. <laughs> I know I got a shelter in place, bro. It's, it's a dick shortage. If they had a dick shortage, I'm know. like, oh, bro. People got to come to you for a meat loan? No, nah, nigga, I would be scared for my life. Uh, nah, nah, I'd be like. You like, got- you walking into a place that I couldn't wear no fucking uh, gray sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, I got to be like. Nah, you you Ugh. nah you become you become the bank. You be like Bank of America. Like they gotta come to you get a meat for, loan for a loan. A meat loan. They gotta like w- like they do that shit with Kevin Samuels. They gotta present their resume to you. They gotta present their portfolio to you, and you gotta nah, you gotta determine if you bro, want the loan in the meat. So you think people will actually come to you for a meat loan? And if Dick I, if Dick was a shortage, yes. I don't think I don't think it would be like that. What'd you, what'd I you, think it would be like a big ass um, white or black van, and they'll probably kidnap your ass. Nah, they see or no, or would they get their liquor license? <laughs> nah, dick is good. Dick is irreplaceable. I mean, so I've heard from ladies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nah. I couldn't. I, I would. I would be. I'd be fearful for my for my life. I would actually relate to the cops at that point. I'd be fearful for, for my life. You know what I'm stop saying? It, like, stop it. I would. Stop. I'd be fearful. Like, nigga, I couldn't walk in no pl- no public places. First like, of all, cops don't have nothing to be afraid of. You do. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, you ever got into that situation with like? Uh, you interacted with a woman and then she look at you and she look at you like a piece of meat. And that moment in time right then and there, I feel like they would be looking at me like I'm a piece of meat. Damn. Like, <laughs> you like a fucking gazelle in the savannah. I'm, about I'm to be, just, about I'm to just get saying, that. bro, like, if there was a dick shortage, 
Hey, my nigga, just call me JP Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> now you can't you can't spread yourself too thin though, because I mean you got to take care of yourself. Exactly. That's why they come present your resume to me, so I know if I want to loan it. <laughs> all right, man. All right, all right. Sheesh. Uh, but now, what else happened this week? Oh. <laughs> Shout out Joe Bud and the Joe Bud podcast. Ah, oh, it went down. I, I mean, we all saw it coming, though. We all saw. It, we all saw it coming. We saw it coming. That last episode with them all together, that shit was uh, awkward. Disrespect. I mean, that, was it disrespectful? Or it was just. It was awkward. Man. It was just a v- clear airing of grievances. But you know, even within that, uh, the podcast they did, I felt like um, they were holding back a lot, and it's pretty much after. I mean, but the thing about the podcast, like. They've been holding back the whole entire time. Like they, I don't feel like they ever, ever really flush out and speak their truth about stuff, like because of industry ties or whatever shit, other shit they got going on. Like they don't ever really air it out the way they should. Yeah, and I think it was more out of respect, and it's still at least some respect after he did his podcast on his own. Um, but the podcast ahead of time, it was like he gave them the floor to speak their mind, and they was only saying so much shit because. They got some litigation going on behind the scenes from what Joe have said. Okay. So pretty much um, he ended that shit because he's still dealing with their lawyers and shit. Hmm. Okay. And coming to find out that Joe has said they have the same lawyer. So you know how that shit goes. That shit looks really weird when you got the same so, lawyer. Yeah, you got to get a different lawyer. You Yeah. I mean, whew. shit, if, if I was, I mean, hell, if I was Joe, I would get a different lawyer. Like, because like, you, you just need somebody separate. From that person, no, I'm saying, I'm mind. saying Rory and Maul have the same lawyer. Oh, I thought you said, wow, no, Rory and Maul have, have the, the same, same lawyer. Gotcha. I mean, even still, they need separate lawyers, but but they do bad business anyway, so I wouldn't expect Bro, anything let's, less. Let's keep it a book. I wouldn't expect anything less. Like, Joe started the podcast, and like Charlemagne said in the past, if you look at the previous podcast when it first was, um, I mean, Joe had the, the podcast established before Rory and Maul came on the podcast. Rory and Miles, <laughs> or what he go? Neely Mall, Neely Mall, as he, DJ Academics. Oh, sorry, he called him Jay Z Precom. <laughs> Shout out to DJ Academics. <laughs> that nigga DJ Academics be going there, man. But like Joe is, I you haven't seen the, the last podcast with Joe yet because it's on his Patreon. Yeah, I gotta watch it. But I'm gonna tell you, like Joe, pretty much explained how everything went down and like pretty much how um the pod came together when he first started off and he yep. was putting in work and shit. Yep. And um. Maul and Rory came through and it wasn't like they was in the, the 10th or 20th episode like it was it was pretty much established mm-hmm. and Joe himself as an artist was already already established so he's pretty much he's building his audience but he already had some follow- of his audience yeah, a following, following yeah. you know what I'm saying so um, recently it came to fruition where they're looking to get some type of ownership of the podcast I, I, and you know I would look at it a certain way and I, I'm gonna say like this I'm team Joe. <laughs> like, uh, I was t- I was team Joe even before um, the whole podcast, whatever. But I'm saying like, the way I looked at the podcast, the only reason I came to watch the podcast was because of Joe Budden, not because of Rory and Maul. Mm-hmm. I'm just being honest. I've never been a fan of them. I guess what what confuses me about the whole entire thing, like, why? Well, I guess did, did Rory ask for equity or ownership in the podcast before? Because like getting three, getting four hundred episodes in, hell, three, I mean, really getting that far into an episode mm-hmm. into building building a, a podcast like that, mm-hmm. and to decide to ask for ask for ownership or equity, then that's that's, ooh, that's crazy. 
I think it, it has to be a like little. Like, you, you late. Like, when you talk about not being day one, you, you like, you, my nigga, you need day two or three. Well, it's like this, man. I can see you asking for some ownership if you actually put in. And that's another thing. If you actually put in some money. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is, is Joe is pretty much supplying all the money. Because I didn't realize at the time, like, he has a whole fucking staff of, like, 30 people. Yeah. That's a part of the podcast. So I can understand why he wanted to continue the podcast even when they abandoned the podcast. Even when they had all the issues and shit. And the thing is, how the fuck are you going to ask me for some ownership or equity and some shit if I'm fucking fronting all the money for it? Exactly. Like, if you ask for, if you ask for, if you ask for ownership, you got to be willing to put in or match the amount that's already on the table. And like you said, y'all motherfuckers ain't putting in no work. Like, he put in work. Like, the thing is, they're talking heads. They don't fucking produce you're fucking talking heads, broadcasters, really. So it's like we're paying you to be a broadcaster or whatever. But if I'm the motherfucker that's pretty much fronting the entire thing and then you want to come fix your lip to ask me for some ownership. I think um, Rory asked him about within a pie. If you listen to what he said, um, Rory wanted to get he was asking, him, like, how can I get in on the ownership of this? And then Joe was like, nah, no. And then Rory is like, uh, can I get some of the. The YouTube money mm-hmm. from um, Joe Budden's uh, Joe Budden TV YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. And Joe was like, no. no. <laughs> and I can understand that. And creators can understand that shit because, bro, do you understand how much work and time is dedicated in, in order to put up content and shit like this? That that Joe Budden YouTube page was created 15, 20 years ago. Like, Joe built that from literally nothing to what it is. So I, I can understand that wanting to get somebody your YouTube revenue that you started bro. building 20 years ago. For you didn't fix your lip, and you come in, you not you not really a fucking creator, like you're a fucking talking head. And yeah, Rory and Ma, they have their fans, whatever. But I'm like, y'all are just misinformed because if you got in the lane of being a creator and saw how hard it is and saw how much work you got to put into being a fucking creator, bruh, it's work and time. Just like they get on the pod, but then when they leave, they're done for the day. Joe is thinking and breathing, yeah, living I mean, blood, sweat, and tears I mean, about his podcast and his work and stuff like that. At called them nine to five niggas. Joe is living and breathing and sweating in it. So you nine to five niggas want to come in and ask for some equity and time and I mean equity and money and ownership in this shit. Yeah, and nigga, I live this shit. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I guess they they truly overvalued the value that they brought to the podcast, and that was highlighted when Ice and Ish came in and did a far superior job. Exactly. Um. I mean, but like people, people going at parks or Savon or the uh, Scream and everybody else. But I'm like, these people, like the reason why the podcast didn't stop because Joe understood like these people have mouths to feed, like yes. they got things to take care of and do yes. in their lives. So the, the, like the show has a goal. The show is bigger than any one person. Exactly. Like and people coming at parks and them for like being what been saying with dick riders or whatever. But like parks brings more value to the podcast, and I would say even Rory and Mall did exactly. Like, Parks houses it. Parks produces it. Parks um, provides. I'm pr- pretty sure most of the equipment. That Not, they, it, yeah, all of that. But you look at more. I look at like because um, we were doing podcasting, and it's like even you look at the aesthetic of uh, Maul, like <clears throat> or Rory being unprepared, or Maul be on his phone like he's not. Especially the last couple yeah, 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 where it's yeah, awkward yeah. and not engaging, and I'm like. Bro, <laughs> you could have just took another day off. We don't need this type of energy that you're bringing right now. <laughs> And Joe was talking about like his history of Maul, him being a friend, and actually Maul lived with Joe, and Joe was taking care of him and stuff like that. So when Maul took Roy's side, I can understand why Joe was like, 
in no world ever where he saw that fucking Maul would take Rory's side in anything. Yeah. Because he didn't want to say certain shit, but nigga, he really took care of a grown ass man. And and, and the thing about it, like, they're around the same age, and this was like within the past 10 years. So, like, nigga, I, he was the wind beneath your wings. <laughs> he was. Who, who, nah, who said, where they came from? As, uh, shout out to uh, Big John, his skits. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm the wind beneath your wings, nigga. Don't touch shit in my refrigerator. What you got in there is mine. Oh, man. But that, yeah, that's, whew. Yeah. With more context and understanding about the situation, understanding, like, if that's the case, and, like, you, Maul, he, like, Joe took care of you. Like, Bruh. you didn't have a pot. I mean, I mean. Pot the pole piss out of. If you decide side with this man. That I, that I guess, I guess in my eyes that would be almost unforgivable and kind that of is, unfair friendship. But I, I mean, it, it's, it's Joel and Maul. Do you think their relationship is reconcilable? Uh, it depends on how Maul come back at to come back to it because it's like Maul felt disrespected, and I'm like, bro, like. I mean, I can only imagine how he feel after this shit. I mean, well, after what? No, because the thing, everything that Joel said was warranted to me, mm-hmm. and I feel like. Bruh. I mean, whether it's warranted or not, I mean, you still got to be mindful how you you can't just talk to people every kind of way. No, but I think that was the reason he gave them the floor mm-hmm. for the last it. podcast. Like, speak y'all minds. And then what it's like, uh, Ma would say, like, I just know now that uh, what he said, like, people, I can't, um, people move a different way or whatever. Yeah. And um, I just know people are different right now. And I'm like, bruh, like, when you find out all the details, how the fuck you, you can fix your mouth to say the type of shit that you're saying? Yeah. I, I, when your dude is fucking fronting everything. So you want your nigga to front everything and then give you an ownership of shit? Now, is, is he your bitch or what? Like, who does that shit? <laughs> but I, I, I guess I'm, I'm really interested to hear their side of the story and, like, their perspective on this. I mean, because, like, right now, we, we, I mean, we've really only gotten Joel's perspective on it. And, whew, Joel... Joel's perspective is, is painting kind of is painting the is painting the picture, and that shit is not pretty for what he the way he helped Maul and Rory and how um they kind of came at him and disrespected him. Uh, bro, I just I'm just coming in from a, a lane of being somebody who creates and shit like that, and the yeah. time and, and effort it takes to and spend in order to to bring like something like that that's big as big as it is. It's the biggest podcast, you know what I'm saying? Especially in hip hop in the culture, yeah, yeah. So it's like. Bro, for you to fix your mouth, that's like a, a label. The label put all the money into your ass and whatever. And what happens when you want to get your um your ownership or your masters? You got to pay somebody in order to get that shit. They don't just give you that shit. Cause they look at it. Look at how much money is we spent investing into your ass. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess even with that, the, but the I feel like Joe was doing them better than a record label would. Oh because, yeah, look, <laughs> he said they was getting paid. The label would fuck you. They like, was getting paid fucking top one percent of like broadcasters and shit like that. The, the label they, would even let you. They you'd have to pay an astronomical amount to get your fucking masters back from a label. I and the thing is, I felt like the type of relationship they had, it would have been better if they actually really talked shit out. I don't feel like there was a lot of talking, or the, what they were saying. Like, bro, you can't come at a nigga that's fucking fronting everything a certain type of way. Yeah, that's like okay. Let's say you. That's like a prostitute coming to you. And you the pimp, and they like, uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> nah. I want some equity ownership. Maybe that was a bad example. <laughs> nah, nah, I mean the bottom bitch can't even come at the pimp that way. <laughs> nah, 
What's a better example? I don't, know. I don't know. It's like LeBron asking for ownership in the Lakers. Mm. Maybe. Nah, because I, I I wouldn't even compare Rory and Ma to LeBron. Like that's a, they actually got talent. Okay, yeah, you're right. It, I mean, he has talent. They it, don't. Oh, it's like uh, okay, it's like a Stephen A. Smith reference. This it's like Kwame Brown, a Slava Medvedenko asking for ownership in the Lakers. Nah, it's like a fucking uh practice player asking for ownership <laughs> in the Falcons or some shit like that, bro. That's how it is. Oh damn! You you on the practice team? <laughs> the practice the team. The fucking practice team. <laughs> don't even get don't get no playtime. Bro, you just hear it because I need you to hear it. I need to bounce ideas off of. Just like we need to bounce different plays off of. <laughs> That's how it is. Oh, man. Damn. He did it like that. Yeah, I mean, uh, segue to a fucking... Uh, shout out to the fucking DJ Academics. Because the motherfucker was right the entire time. I was watching his podcast as, as it was going. I'm like, this nigga must know shit. But then he explained, like, him and Joe don't talk like that. But he peeked them out a long time ago. Because, I mean, they didn't have... Him and Rory have had conflict. And there was a whole situation about Roy showing up at his house and delivering him like a fucking Hallmark card up dealing with uh, bosses or whatever. Yeah. And if you show into somebody's house unannounced and you're in conflict with each other already, like, bro, that's a bad sign. He showed up un- un- um, unexpected. Uh-huh. And DJ Academics, he took it like he went fucking ham and he had a whole fucking funeral for their asses. And it was all warranted because he was like, <laughs> Rory and Miles Bruh for the longest Y'all been listening to these niggas And these niggas Don't know shit about business and shit But yet y'all capping for the asses But He he trying to give you game Like And With DJ Academics I'm like Bruh I understand now Exactly what you're talking about Cause I watched this Twitch stream He had like yeah. over 20,000 people on there Oh I mean I, I mean Academics Academics are built to follow The brand of platform Like Salute him and what he did I mean it's That's work though I mean it took time because um he can he can relate to I mean him and Joe work together on everyday struggle, struggle yeah, yeah and he knows how Joe minds work mm-hmm. and the thing is with them it's like there were times that they approached Joe about um uh, even ownership or whatever and Joe was trying to give them some gems of like or Joe would say like hey I can't give you you not getting no money from my um YouTube page but I'll give you certain videos where you can build up your own. And pretty much build up, build up your own following. Mm-hmm. Put in some work. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. We can um, put compare and contrast like uh, back in the day on the Joe Biden podcast. Charlemagne came on, and that's how I was about to bring up somebody that also prophesied. I saw it. I saw this shit coming <laughs> with Charlemagne. Yeah, he pretty much saw you like Rory, like. Uh, I know Maul and Joe been knowing each other for a long time. So, but, but what is y'all relationship? What's the uh, y'all really friends? <laughs> and you see Joe like kind of down like, of course. And when he say friends, he's like, we're we're friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I'm like industry bro. friends. Yeah. And he's like, well, industry guys, like, bro, like they, Joe think y'all are fucking expendable. <laughs> and then like uh even within that conversation, and they was comparing and contrasting um Rory and Schultz. And Rory said some shit like I'm way better than Schultz. Like, and I was like, okay. Can you say that? You said that shit back then. You definitely can't say that shit now because Schultz has built up a fucking following. He got a Patreon. Close to 100,000 people. Yeah, no. Schultz Every changed, month. Schultz changed the game, bro. Like, put, like, he put in work. Putting in work. Just put the content out. Make it accessible to the people. You don't need Netflix. Or you, don't need other, you don't need Comedy Central to go out there and put out, your, put out your content. You do that shit yourself. Nigga put in work. Shout out to Andrew Schultz. I don't agree with everything that he says, but 
He definitely is entertaining and he put in work. Nah, I mean, you may not like the messenger, but consider the message. Consider the message. <laughs> and it's like, bruh, like, how, where do you go from here? Because the thing is, it's like. Would you listen to a Rory and Maul podcast? Hell no. <laughs> bruh, no, of course not. They're not who I was there for in the beginning. It was like, because I was like, even, I just read Energy and Maul never really, I never really vibed with him because. Even without DJ Academics saying what he's saying, I just thought he was just one of Joe's boys on a fucking podcast, not really giving me no information or whatever, it, not it, no information that I found yeah, valuable. That's, that's why I didn't really. That's what Maul seemed like. He seemed like too reserved, too guarded, didn't speak his mind, was, I don't know, trying to play the cool person instead of like really trying to give it up. Nigga, you know? like if somebody that's riding coattails, if you're going to ride coattails, ride coattails, but stay in that fucking pocket. <laughs> no, I'm saying. Oh, like, no, or, 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 do, or do a better job at it. I mean, because I think he was, I think he was staying in his pocket, but he needed to come out of pocket more. But staying nah, in the you, pocket, you get to a point where, you, like, you see the success of the podcast or whatever, you start feeling yourself. But you got to understand, like, that's why you have within fucking championship teams what they have role players. They have fucking role players, and the role players don't be coming to LeBron like, hey, LeBron, like, I need a bigger contract, or hey, LeBron, let me. Let me get in front of you or some shit in the line. No, he's no, no, he's what no, draws. No, 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 no. Oh, oh. Everything. I, but the thing about it, I'm sure they do, but they don't do it publicly. They come to LeBron. LeBron, they handle that privately, and LeBron works it out with the organization. Because I'm sure it's like players on LeBron's team that wanted extra money. Okay. But LeBron, he'll he'll tell them take a one year contract. We'll put them in a position where you can re up. In a year for more money, but them niggas had the audacity and said like, "Let let me like Rory Ma like let me see the books, <laughs> let me see the fucking books." Here's somebody go come to LeBron like, "Let me see your books, nigga." Oh, what nigga? Get the fuck, but nigga, believe me, you you do some shit like that to LeBron, and like that what happened with Joe? You do just like that, to LeBron, my nigga. I press, you on the first thing in Oklahoma City, bro. The audacity of you coming to somebody recently saying the like nerve. You want to look at the books, make sure all the numbers are right, and then this person has been. What do you go call the IRS on the man? I'm saying that <laughs> this Joe has been in charge of the, of the books and everything for years, and he has his manager and stuff like that in charge of the books for years. And it's like you want to come in on a telling of let me see the books and shit. Like either what you need more money, or you want to see if you get paid right, nigga. Whatever he's paying you. I'm telling you, it's way more in a puff and beyond than you what you fucking deserve. Mm. And I'm just being honest because it's like it's so it's so present in time where it's like he can just replace you with ish and ice, and the fucking fucking show keeps going. Ice and ish, new ice and ish. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, bro, and the thing, look, Ice JJ Fish, <laughs> Rory had nah, Ma had that. He's like, we need to work things out, so we need to stop the pod. Like, we need, we should take some time off. No, and Joe's like, uh, no, no, nigga, like I got a fucking audience, and what? This is a this is a brand. Especially if you doing, we got mouths to feed. We no that, and especially when you are dealing with Patreon, who paying monthly. So you gonna stop that shit when you got fucking money flowing in? Let's like, you got fucking thirty thousand people paying five dollars a month. And, and the thing about it, it's it's different. Like with Patreon, like they got a Spotify deal. If you set that out, you're breaking a deal with the Spotify. That's that's a million dollar yes. company. Patreon, if you don't produce the content, that's a like a direct to consumer situation. Yes. You're stealing money from the people that you support yes. that support you. Yes. The show cannot stop. That's why when Joe said he like, nigga, this shit won't stop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck what you're gonna do, but this shit won't stop. Hey. And that's a mentality, bro. That's it's just a different mentality of people. 
difference between a boss and people who working nine to five. And ain't, ain't nothing wrong with working nine to five, but it's saying like you get a different mentality when it's you're a, creating it's, shit. It's different mentality. When you have that direct to consumer type of mentality. Yeah. You like that's a part of you, but I'm also a part of my audience and I gotta keep them going. So it's like, bro, you gotta produce. Real shit? Yeah. Real shit. Hey, well, like I say, the the Joe Button Rory Mall era of the Joe Button podcast is over. I don't know if it ever probably won't ever return. <laughs> I mean, let's but be honest. No. People are so fast, and like, give it a, give it a. Uh, I mean, a couple of weeks tops or a month on to the next. Because even when oh, the new I mean, guys came on, it was like oh, first they was like, I don't like this shit. Now he's like, man, them niggas better than Rory and Maul. I mean, that's the thing about everything in society. I mean, like, this the hot thing for right now. Get, I mean, I promise you. Yeah, the, the new cycle. Exactly. On to the, the next. In two days, I think we like, we think this shit happened two months ago. Exactly. But nah, that's all we know with. But nah, uh, moving on. Oh, ain't shit motherfucker of the week. Yeah, like I said, my ain't shit motherfucker of the week. Who is the motherfuckers with the gas containers? Oh, the and, threats to society. Yeah, and I would just keep it short and sweet because y'all motherfuckers are the dumbest shit. Um, they had came out with a story yesterday about somebody who um was driving a Hummer, and they had uh their car full of oh, gas. A hum- a Hummer. <laughs> they had they had gas containers within their Hummer. And then all you see is the picture of the Hummer pretty much destroyed. It, it was uh, it caught on fire. The Hummer caught fire. Oh, okay, that's karma. That's karma. Okay, the Hummer caught on fire. That's cathartic. All right, damn you, dumb ass motherfucker. And you got what you deserve because that was some dumb shit of you carrying gas within your Hummer. <laughs> wow, man, bro, society is doomed. Society is doomed. That's why. That's why I'm so like I feel the way I feel. Cause if y'all would do that shit to fuck some fucking gas, bruh, if that was a dick shortage, I'd be fearing for my life, my life, nah, my life. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but I my ain't shit person of the week. Uh, oh, I'm gonna go with Brian Kemp. You told me that he cut federal unemployment benefits this week. Nah, it won't be this week. I think they're doing it in June. In June, but um, they're gonna cut off unemployment benefits for people that who are struggling out here. Bro, I mean, really, the system—the system is trash, bro. Like, the system really profits off li- people living in poverty. Like, and let's let's hold up. Let's let's take a step back and let's be more specific. He's going to cut off the COVID, I guess, the um stimulus stimulus of unemployment of unemployment. The They're not cutting unemployment, but they cutting like the extra three hundred that they're given to um people who are in need during COVID. Okay. Okay. So they're saying they wanna they wanna make sure we get the economy going and get and everybody get back to work. They want okay, they want people to go work minimum wage jobs that keep them in poverty. And that's what everybody's saying. He's like, bro, they know that we're not going back to that bullshit, right? Because during the pandemic, everybody was saying how expendable they are. I, always. I mean, if you don't own it, you're expendable. They saw how expendable they were. <laughs> and now they like, nah, y'all need to increase whatever y'all paying because <laughs> And especially if you get, let's say you get on, some people get unemployment and they was getting paid more than they was getting paid at their job. And that, that but the thing about it, that's not their fault. It's their job's fault because they're mm-hmm. not paying them a fucking livable wage. Mm-hmm. And that job is upset that people won't come work for them. Mm-hmm. But you're assisting in keeping this person in poverty. Nobody should work 40, nobody should work 40 hours a week and live in fucking poverty. That does not make sense to me. Preach. But nah. Preach. So Brian Kemp, I mean, really, America. <laughs> Ain't shit motherfucker of the week. That's like, but that's ever, that's evergreen. That's evergreen, bro. But nah, I feel like um, every week, sometimes we have the ebbs and flows. But um, 
America is what it is. It is what it's it is. Considered the greatest country, but to some people, it can be considered the shittiest country. I mean, but the thing about it, like, and this is a whole other thing. I, I get upset with Kamala and Tim Scott. Well, Tim Scott is a fucking coon, but Kamala. America is a racist country. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It can also be something else. It can also be a, a land of economic opportunity, mm-hmm. but it can also be a racist. It, like, two things can be true about Two things same. can be true. Two and things. that is definitely a fact. Look at the fucking history. It's, it, people, like, it's not this or that. It can be multiple Both. things, man. So but I think she was, she's been, she was just being political. She's a. She's the vice president, so she's got to be the president of all people. My nigga, if anything, that fucking bozo Donald Trump proved, like, fuck man political. Like, they- <sighs> Nah, but the thing is, and I understand why people will be saying, like, Democrats are so bitches, because, to be honest with you, they are fucking bitches. They ain't got no fucking balls. Hey, man, these- and conservatives and Republicans, they got fucking balls. They don't give a fuck what you think. They gonna do whatever the fuck they want to do. Oh, all I'm saying is Democrats- And you just gonna take the shit. De- Democrats have an opportunity to do something, they better fucking do something. Listen, because if y'all don't, this motherfucking Trump is barking at the door. Hey. And I guarantee you, motherfuckers are watching now. And they're going to be like, fuck it. We ain't getting none out of this deal. Just take that shit back to Trump. <laughs> hey. You lied, but I'm. No, bro, I no, kid you not. I mean, black people. Black- Joe, Kamala, all the Democrats, Senate, House Republicans, bro. Like, if y'all ain't doing shit, they're going to be like, fuck y'all. They're going to keep their ass at home. And that's how the fucking Republicans are going to come back in here. Black people, we and you as, know what we as black people restart because I'm an independent. Because the Republicans talking that shit that's gonna help out the fucking people, you gonna get my fucking vote. <laughs> and I ain't they, never voted they, for I no pr- Republican, I but you I, I, I promise you, you, ain't no Republican talking that shit right now. <laughs> they no, they're not talking that shit. But I'm saying like, bro, if they come with it, because that's one thing I would say about Trump. Even though he wasn't really fucking with us like that, like fucking minorities, he come in like, listen, mother. Motherfuckers, I'm a, I'm gonna do some shit for y'all, and he ended up doing that shit with within fucking hundred days. Everybody be like, shit, at least this motherfucker did some shit. Man, fuck that nigga. Woo! <laughs> 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 I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Oh man. Oh shit. Nah, but thank y'all for listening to another episode of the Real Creators Collab. I hope y'all like the new music. Yeah, we just vibing. vibing. Might keep it. Might change it up. Creators over here. Tell us what you think. Yeah, tell us what you think. But uh, this is your boy Marcus, aka what, what Pop Gas, Pop what, ga- the, Mr. Gasolina. It's your boy Lavert, aka Laverticus, aka Sweet Dick Gas Shortage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, we out, we out. I'm the best kind of love. I'm the best kind of love.